Hey everyone, it's Erin and you are now listening to episode 8 of Shy Girl Sentiments Should Hashtag Squad Goals Be a Real Thing. So, hello, hello, hello. I'm so sorry. I know it's been like a month since I recorded episode 7. I've been like very, very busy and to tell you the truth, I haven't had that much motivation to make an episode um, but that's just because in reality, sometimes you just like lose some of your motivation, but don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Um, I will be recording a lot more episodes very soon. So just like an update for you guys. So I am moving to Chicago in a few weeks. I move at the end of the month. I'm super excited, but I'm very, very nervous. Um, I'm moving to start grad school at DePaul. I will be attending a master of science program in psychology. So I'm super excited about that, but also really nervous because I have taken advanced stats class and like stats and math, those things are just not my thing. So it's going to be very interesting. Um, I'm only taking two classes though, so it won't be too, too terrible, but nonetheless, I know I will make it through. Um, What else? Okay, so I went to Chicago for my birthday. I turned 23 a few weeks ago. Yeah, I'm a Jordan year. Um, and I also went to LA for my birthday to visit one of my best friends, Cav. Shout out to her. It's my second time in one year that I've been able to go visit her. And she's been like super sweet and letting me stay and like going around the city and doing things with me. So that's been like, that was really fun. So what do we do? So I actually made, oh yes, Um, before I get into that, um, another update is that I finally launched shygirlsentiments.com, woohoo, finally, uh, I've been wanting to do it for a while, Um, it launched uh, beginning of July, so I currently have two blog posts on the site now, so the site is www.shygirlsentiments.com, so what I was about to say before, I actually made a whole blog um, about what I did in Chicago, um, and what I did in LA. So I don't really need to like explain that right now. Um, you guys just like head over to the blog, um, subscribe, read. I'm actually going to be, um, starting another section of the site for my guests. So I've had three guests on the show. So I've had Justin, I've had Troy and I've had Alexandria. Um, so I kind of just wanted to kind of, um, add a page to my site about just like, I'm doing features on my guests just because, like, they did take the time out of their busy schedule to be on the show, and um, they're just going to, like, talk about, I'll write about um, their experience being on the show and just, like, what they took from it and all that stuff, so stay tuned for that. I've been working on that. That's in the works. Um, What else? Um... Oh, yeah. So, like, two weeks ago, I got my dog, Mia. She's actually sitting right here as I record. I think she's sleeping, actually. But, yes. Um, so, I've always wanted a dog, like, since forever. Um, I've had... I've always had dogs when I was growing up. And, as y'all know, like I just said, I'm about to move. So, um, I really, really, really wanted a dog. So, my mom's like... You know, Erin, I don't know because you're going to be in a new city and you're going to be in grad school and you're going to be working. Like, you just don't really know your schedule and if you're going to have time to spend with your dog and like all that other stuff. And you have to pay for all of expenses, all, all of it, all of its expenses. And I'm like, no, like, I got it. So 
I was pestering my parents or my mom about getting a dog since like midsummer. Um, and she's like, no, Erin, you should wait. So I was like, okay, fine. Let me wait. She's like, okay, maybe you should get one like next year after you've been there for a year and you're acclimated. But I'm like, no, like I want to get it before I actually move. Cause in case I have to house train it, like that's going to be really hard to do when I'm in Chicago in an apartment versus doing it in a house. Um, so a couple weeks, actually August 1st, I got Mia from the Atlanta Humane Society. She's so sweet. I actually went three times. So the first time, I kind of like begging her mom to go, being like, let's go look, because we were already out. So she's like, okay. Um, I saw a couple that I liked, but I wasn't really like, oh my gosh, I have to get one. But nonetheless, I was like, I really want to get one because I just want to get one. My mom's like, no, like you'll know when the dog's for you. So then I went back a second time. And it was between Mia and this other dog. And the other dog wasn't really, like, taken with me. And it was kind of ignoring me. But the upside of that dog was that it was older. So I was like, okay, this dog should be house trained. But then my mom was like, well, why did the people give away an old dog? Like, something must be wrong. Um, so then I ultimately decided on Mia. So unfortunately, I waited like too long that evening before to let them know that I wanted to adopt her. So I came in the next day, like right when it opened to make sure I would be able to get her and I got her and it's been a great decision. And she's actually house trained. So that is such a blessing. So I don't have to worry about all of that. And she's super sweet. Um, She's actually like a little baby. Like she follows me wherever I go. Um, she like likes sleeping in my bed, which is like so different for me because I don't know if y'all know, but I also have a Rottweiler. Well, my family has a Rottweiler and of course like she can't sleep in my bed cause she's huge. Like she's bigger than me. Um, and we've had a Chihuahua before, but she was too like active and had a lot of energy. So she like would never really just like chill out. So whenever I did keep her in my room, she'd always like want to get, get out in the middle of the night. So it's nice because, like, Mia, she's relatively low maintenance, but she, like, loves attention. So she, like, loves um, – she sleeps, like, on the edge of my bed, on the foot of my bed, and sometimes she'll, like, in the middle of the night, she'll come up and, like, want to, like, actually sleep next to me. So, so I have allergies. Like, I'm, I'm allergic to, like, everything, but I'm allergic to dogs. So surprisingly, I haven't had that much issues. The only issues I've had is just, like – when I have to take her out and I'm like, when she walks in the grass, I kind of have to get in the grass and I'm allergic to grass. So that's annoying, but nonetheless, she's great. I love her already. Like I'm obsessed. Um, so yes, uh, let us get into, um, the topic for today, which is our friend goals real or like our, our hashtag squad goals. Like you've seen that on Instagram, like you've seen captions, like are those actually real? So I found an article from Psychology Today. I told y'all, um, I think on the second episode, that I'd be, like, using a lot of um, different articles from them. Just because, like, they're reliable. They're relatively easy to get through. And I just like them. And they're written by psychologists. So why not? So this article is titled The 13 Essential Traits of Good Friends. And it's by Dr. Suzanne Deji's White, I think her name right um I don't know but yeah so she kind of just lays out the 13 essential friendship traits um I'll go through these um relatively quickly and then I'll come back and kind of highlight the ones in my life okay so the first one 
Um, so how the article set up, she has statements, and the question is, how much do you agree with each statement? And then she lists all the statements. And then she categorizes them based on different traits, um, if that makes sense. You'll understand it once I get into the article. So, um, so she says, I am trustworthy. I am honest with others. I am generally very dependable. I am loyal to the people I care about. I'm easily able to trust others. I experience and express empathy for others. I am able to be non-judgmental. I am a good listener. I am supportive of others in their good times. I'm supportive of others in their bad times. I'm so confident. I'm usually able to see the humor in life, and I am fun to be around. So those are the traits she says that are essential to having, like being in a good friendship. Um, And then she says they all can fit into three different categories. So, So the first, she says, the first five traits um, are related to, quote, trustworthiness, honesty, dependability, loyalty, and the ability to trust others. So she says these go under the category of integrity. Um, so basically, I feel like these might be the most important in a relationship just because, like, if you're not honest with yourself or with other people, like, what's the point? Like, if you're going to lie to your friend, why are you friends with them? Like, if you can't be open and, like, transparent, then, like, what's the point of having them as a friend? Um, and then also I really value um, dependability and loyalty, which is kind of um, – they're, kind of the sim- they're kind of similar. Um, I guess dependability is more so, like, will you actually, like, follow through? Like, if I ask you to do something, like, if I ask you for a favor – or if I ask you to hang out, like, a few weeks beforehand, like, will you actually, like, still be true to your word when it gets that time? Because I know a lot of times I have to plan, like, far out. Like, for example, um, me and my three friends just got together uh, on Friday. And we had been planning that dinner. Like, we planned that, like, two weeks out. So a lot of times I'll have to plan out things just because, especially in the summer when people are traveling, you have various events they're going to. You just have to plan it far out in advance to make sure everyone's available. So that's great when everyone is still able to two, three weeks later, like on the date that you got you all set, they're still able to say, like, yes, I'm still able to make it. So I feel like that is dependability. And then loyalty is like, no matter what, like you're going to have my back. Like um, Alexandria was on my podcast the last episode, and like I talked about, we hadn't really seen each other in like two and a half years. Um, but I know if I ever come to her, she'll always have my back. And it's not like a question of, oh, well, we haven't talked. Like, we haven't really talked in like two years. We haven't, like, it's not going to be an issue. Okay, so then the next category is the traits of caring. And it is empathy, the ability to withhold judgment, effective listening skills, and the ability to offer um, support. Um, so I feel like a lot of people confuse empathy with sympathy because, number one, they sound the same. Uh, 
Number two, I feel like people, like, use them interchangeably, but they're actually not. They actually don't mean the same thing. So empathy is when you're able to kind of, like, feel what the person's feeling if they're going through a specific situation. And empathy does not necessarily need mean, um, like, in a negative way. Like, someone could be, like, super excited and you might not be in the best mood, but if something really good happens to them, like you can be empathetic and still like feel happy for them. So sympathy is when um, you can understand what they're going through, but you might not necessarily like feel that for them. Like I feel like that is most commonly used like if you know someone who has like a loved one who just died like send your regards your sympathy so you may not necessarily like be feeling that specific way like because like obviously like you um you that wasn't your loved one but you can feel like sorry that 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 they're experiencing that like I think of that more so as like you may not know the person but you like still feel sorry. Like I, whenever I think of sympathy, I think of like, I think of like um, going to school and something happened to like a family member and the teachers are like, well, I feel like really sorry. Like I have so much sympathy. Like I feel that because like obviously like teachers like don't know like their students, like people in their students' lives personally, but they can still like feel sorry and understand the situation, but not necessarily like feel like all of those emotions. The ability to withhold judgment. So personally, I feel like I have kind of um, an issue of that just because, like, I can be really judgmental. But I feel like that's just because, like, I want the best for my friends. So it's kind of like it's not coming from, like, a negative way. Like, ooh, like, why is she doing that? Why is he doing that? It's like I don't want y'all to make this mistake or I feel like you can do this in another way to be better. So it's not necessarily like, oh, like, I don't agree with that, so I don't want to be friends with you. But it's more like okay, I don't agree with that because I feel like there's another approach to it which could be better. So yeah, but I do have to work on that because obviously everyone is their own person. Effective listening skill. A lot of times people, I feel like there's like passive listening and active listening. So a lot of times, especially I feel for my friends because as y'all know from my podcast, like I can talk a lot. So I feel like in, in a lot of my friendship roles, I'm the one who is talking. And so when it um, gets to my time of like actually like listening, I feel like sometimes it's like very hard for me to like listen without putting input or listen without not necessarily like zoning out, but it's kind of just like, what would I do in the situation? Like, I want to I wanna, um, give her my input or something. So I definitely know that I need to work on that just because, like, the nature of a lot of my friendships is, like, I'm the one who's, like, talking about what's going on. And a lot of times people give me advice. So sometimes it's kind of hard for me to, like, do the opposite. Um, and a lot of times, like, people don't necessarily ask me for advice, but it's kind of, like, my natural, like, I want to give you advice. So... And then lastly, the ability to offer support in good times and bad. Um, so a lot of times it's like very easy to like be super supportive of friends when like they're going through their highs. However, it might be hard for you to be super supportive when they're going through their lows. Kind of going back to the similar thing, like 
I've told you guys like a lot of different like emotional stuff. So like sometimes it's like kind of hard letting someone support me because a lot of times that's how it is. Like I'm going through something, so I'm letting someone support me versus they're going through something, so let me support them. So that would be interesting, but I feel like that will just come in time. And then also, since y'all know, like, I wanted to be a therapist, um, like, come with, like, like learning all of those skills to be, like, a good psychologist, be a good therapist. Um, okay, so then the last categories are traits of congeniality. So this is kind of just, like, it's kind of, like, separate from... The overall friendship, it's kind of, like, unique to you, but it's, like, if you don't have these, then, like, it will be kind of hard to, like, maintain um, a friendship. So, it's self-confidence, the ability to see humor in life, and being fun to be around. Okay, so, self-confidence, like, I've talked about that a lot as far as, like, the comparing yourself with others and, like, self-love, and, like, I'm sure that's come up a lot in a lot of my episodes. But basically, like... I feel like this is an essential trait because it's like if you don't have self-confidence within yourself, then either you're going to be looking to a friend that's going to boost your self-esteem, but you kind of need to find that within, or your friend will kind of like make or break your self-esteem, which they're like taking advantage of you because they may, they may know that you don't have as much self-confidence as you want. So that's definitely something that you need to work on, which I feel like a lot of times... People don't talk about this um, in relation to, like, friendships. A lot of times I feel like people talk about it in relation to romantic relationships as far as, like, self-esteem and self-confidence because it's, like, if the person that you end up with, if you're you're, um, relying on them to, like, validate you and boost your self-confidence, then, like, basically, like, if that relationship ends, then, like, you feel like, your worth has diminished. But I feel like this also, like, applies to friendships. If even more, it might apply to friendships just because I know sometimes I feel like I um, look for friendships that might, like, boost my quote-unquote clout or boost how people think of me. But you kind of need to, like, find that within yourself um, before you set out to, like, find a friend. Um, The ability to see humor in life. I mean... Who doesn't like to laugh? Like, I love laughing. So it was kind of just like, if you're always cynical and sarcastic and don't really enjoy, like, the fun things in life, then why? Like, a lot of times you kind of have to make, you have to make light of a situation. And if you can't do that, then going through life will be, like, extremely harder than it needs to be and then also this coincides with the last one being fun to be around so obviously like people say like no one wants to be around like debbie downer or someone who is like um not the life of a party so a lot of times i personally feel like i'm not fun to be around just because i don't really like going out and doing stuff like that but that doesn't necessarily mean like you have to be like very extroverted i feel like that just means that um you're open to like doing different things and that you're actually gonna be engaged and be present when you're spending time with your friends like you're not just gonna be like on your phone or just like not be in a talkative mood like granted like sometimes you don't really feel like talking but 
don't take that out in your friend. And if you know that, like, be up front. Like, there's nothing worse than, like, being very excited to go somewhere and then your friend is just not feeling it. And it's just like, you literally could have told me this before we got here and it would have been fine. I'd rather, like, you told me then than now. So, and those are all of the three essential traits. And yeah, so that's it for the essential traits. But now I will talk about kind of my um, experience with my friends. So in middle school, I, well, I went to the same elementary middle school. I went to a school that was from pre-K through eighth grade. And I went there from second to eighth grade. So I really found my friend group probably like in third or fourth grade and I hung out with those people um until eighth grade just because like we were all we were always together like obviously we had school together we did extracurricular activities together we hung out on the weekend together we went to church together like they're all around me um but in high school I actually went to a different school than most of my peers went to so that transition was a little hard because I still talked to my friends but not as much like that was that was a time when like Facebook was really popular like we didn't really have Instagram yet or we didn't have Instagram but we didn't use it so it was really just like Facebook and like instant messenger and cell phones weren't really like we can like text but we weren't really like we were texting but it was it's not like now where you have like the instant message texting um and all that stuff so I feel like it was just like relatively like hard to kind of like keep up with those friendships like I may have seen them two or three times a year like around the holidays around the summer but at the end of the day like I had to make my own friends at my school since clearly like I wasn't going to school with those people anymore um so I kind of like pushed myself to join the cheerleading team when I was in high school because I felt like okay like that will like like, I will, that will force me to make friends because I'm going to be with these people probably, like, three to four times a week, like, practice and then at games. Um, so it would be great. So ultimately, like, it was a good decision. But my freshman year, I kind of struggled socially just because, like, I was the only freshman person on the team my freshman year. So there's a lot of sophomores and then there's a lot of juniors. So, like, they knew – obviously, they knew each other. They had cheered before. But it's not like they were trying to purposely exclude me, but it's like, okay, well, you're new, and you're also a year below us, so it's just different. But eventually, I found my niche. Like, one of my best friends, Samantha, like, shout out to her. I started hanging out with her a lot, um, and we kind of just, like, stuck together um, throughout high school. And then I had, I made, like, a few friends. I made, like, Amy, shout out to you, uh, Angela. Nicole, Sabrina, Selena, who else? And Megan. Um, they weren't in my year. So I kind of just like developed friendships through people I had classes with, through people I did extracurricular activities with, like Sabrina and Nicole. I did um, cheerleading with them. Selena, she was in my house, like Harry Potter. Um, so yeah, that's just how I did. So then like, college it was another transition because that's a big transition for anyone because I feel like unless you go to like a state school or a school that like a lot of people go to um from your school like you're not going to know anyone so going into Miami I was like super anxious about making friends just because like 
high school, which just like wasn't the social environment for me. And I, I didn't really like, it was just like, I just named some friends, but like a lot of them, I don't want to say they're acquaintances because we're, we were good friends, but we, a lot of them, we don't talk, I don't talk to them anymore. But anyways, so in college, I kind of threw myself into the black, um, student group, United Black Students, um, and I was like, okay, this will be, like, a great opportunity to make friends, so, like, naturally, um, I made friends through there, I had friends on my floor, and then I kind of just, like, gravitated to people who have the same values as me, so that's when I met my friend Mallory, um, I met her through my friend Meredith, because they were roommates, um, and then I kind of just, like, stuck with her throughout, um, college, I met Christian through Mallory, and then I just, like, met a few people, over Twitter and, like, the things I got involved with. So, yeah. So then finally getting to post-undergrad where I am now. So it's, like, like extremely hard for me to make friends. I'm actually about to go meet up with someone um, after I record this. Um, someone I matched with on Bumble BFF. Um, send, uh, shout out to Sydney. Um, but, yeah. So it's been, like, relatively difficult just because, like, the friends that I made in college aren't necessarily, like, back in Atlanta. Like, my friend Mallory, um, who was one of my best friends, like, she just got engaged and she's getting married very soon. So it's, like, she's about to start her whole life, like, whole married life. So not necessarily saying that we won't be friends. It'll just be different. And then plus I'm moving. But prior to this transition that before I knew I was moving – I was, like, very pressed about finding friends just because it's hard just to be in a city, especially in a city where you grew up in. So it's, like, you feel like you should have friends, but it's, like, a lot of your friends moved away or some of them um, ended up staying in the city where they went to college in. So it's just, like, really difficult as far as that goes. Okay, and lastly, I will end this friend topic um, with some quotes. So um, if you guys follow me on Instagram, a lot of times I do shy girl questions. So I literally, like, <laughs> ask a question, and I hope people respond. I, I'm really trying to get my engagement up because a lot of times people don't respond to me, and it makes me really sad, especially when I do polls. Like, one time I called everyone out. I was like, I see that y'all see my poll, but you're not voting. So please vote because it, like – it helps me as far as like with conversation topics. Like I've actually I pulled my Instagram followers as far as if they wanted an episode on friendship goals first or relationship goals first. So they voted for friendship goals. So that's why I'm making this now. And then next episode, maybe not the next next episode, um, will be about hashtag relationship goals because who doesn't want relationship goals but anyways um so when I posted this two of my followers who are actually my friends um responded back so Shalom said have a smaller circle that will hold you accountable even when you hate the advice and not let you make dumb decisions so I feel like this is like super important because like if you're not going to hold yourself accountable, then, like, you have to let your friends do it. So I feel like, and, like, especially the last part and not let you make dumb decisions, like, if you if you know that, like, your friend, what your friend's about to do is, like, not going to be, like, a good result, like, tell them. Regardless of what they think of you, regardless of what they might say in the present moment, like, if y'all are truly really good friends and they will thank you rather than 
hate you um, if you tell them the truth. Um, and then lastly, Selena, shout out to you. She said, consideration. I've dropped so many people for being selfish. So, yeah, I definitely feel that. What's really hard for me is... I feel like it's hard for me to drop friends if I've been friends with them for a really long time. Like, unless I do something that's, like, blatantly, like, you clearly, like, don't care for me. Like, why would you do such a thing? Then, like, I'll drop you. But I'm very forgiving. And I definitely give people, like, a lot, a lot of chances. Um, and also, I, I'm, I'm caring. And I love friends. So it's like... If you aren't blatantly doing something to disrespect me, then nine times out of ten, I'll keep you, like, in my corner. But if not, then you got to go. But I haven't experienced that. I don't think I've ever experienced that. So, yeah. So, thank y'all for responding to my questions. Okay. So, oh, also I want to shout out um, the Neat Crew because I can't make this podcast without talking about them. So the Neat Crew stands for Nadia, Aaron, Alex, and Taylor. So Alex was on the last podcast. Um, okay, so when I started elementary school, Alex was my first friend. Like I, we talked about that in the last episode. And then the following year in third grade, I became friends with Nadia. And then the year after that, I became friends with Taylor because we found out we were cousins um, at one of her birthday parties. So ever since like fourth grade, we've all just been like hanging together um we've all had our different paths like so when we graduated Nadia Taylor and Alex went to a different high school than me um and then Taylor moved to Dubai with her family her sophomore year and then Alex moved to Florida her junior year um and then I obviously was at a different high school so we always, like, tried to meet up around the holidays and, like, still do stuff, but it was, like, still um, relatively hard. And then as of now, and then we all went out off to different colleges. I went to Miami. Nadia went to Tuskegee. Alex went to TSU. And Taylor went to Oglethorpe. Um, so we were all, like, in different cities. And then now, like, Nadia's in Iowa working full-time. Taylor was in Singapore, but she just moved back, like, end of May. Alex is in Memphis, and then I'm here, but I'm about to move to Chicago. So it's like we're all over the place, but we, the summers that we were in high school, we made sure we always, like, hung out and, like, got together. Um, and I think that's just an, as a result as if, is that we did that, like, all throughout elementary school and all about, all throughout middle school. Like, we used to have, um, quote, unquote, like, girly girl weekends, um, and it was when, like, they all came over to my house. I think there was a few other people who came. Like, uh, Danielle came. Maybe Margie came, I think. And it was, we, like, spent the night at my house. And I think it was Friday through Sunday. Like, Friday after school, my mom picked us up. And then Saturday, we, like, would go to the mall. Or we did, like, one time we went to the mall. Um, one time we went to my cousin's football game. We kind of just did, like different stuff together but we called it girly girl weekend because like the key part was that we would go to the mall and like go to Claire's and that was when we were um all like getting into heels but we were like younger so we would try on like heels that we could barely walk in and like walk around the store it's like really cute um 
So I feel like hopefully we'll have like a grown up version of like girly girl weekend and do like a spa weekend or something. That'll be really fun. Um, but yeah, just like shout out to them because we've all like had different paths and we've all gone through like different things. Like actually like me and Taylor um just reconnected, which I'm so so happy because I love Taylor so much. Shout out to you. Um and now that she's back in Atlanta, we're actually getting dinner for dinner tomorrow, so that'll be really fun. Um, and then like Nadia, we went to the Justin Timberlake concert in May and that was like the best concert ever. And then as y'all know, I visited Alex in Memphis like a month ago. So we're all, we're all waiting until we can actually like all get together. So I know last summer me, Taylor and Nadia hung out cause Nadia was in the city. Um, but we're like waiting. The last time we were all together was. New Year's Eve 2015 because Alex was born on New Year's Eve. So she was in town for Atlanta and we went out to dinner. That was like the last time we were all together. So hopefully we'll all be together soon within the next year. But anyways, I love y'all. I will always love y'all. And yeah, so that's it on my topic of friends. So now we'll get into current events. So I have to admit, I haven't really been following current events like I should. I know it's really bad, but sometimes you kind of just like need a break. And there's always something going on, but sometimes you just need a break. But what one of um, someone told me that this guy actually stole an airplane from the Seattle airport and he intentionally crashed it. So I was really sad. So he was 29. He actually, like, worked for the airlines. It was, uh, apparently it was Horizon Airlines. I've never heard of them. Um, but he worked there for 3.5 years, and it's just, like, really sad. Um, I mean, luckily no one was on the plane with him, but he did die, and I think that was intention, his intention. So that's just really sad. And it's just, like, you never know what people are going through, so always, like, watch out for that. Um, and then lastly, as far as celebrity news, um, I hope y'all heard, it's really sad, but, um, Demi was rushed to the hospital. Oh, Demi Lovato, if y'all don't know, but whenever I say Demi, I'm used to talking about Demi Lovato. Um, she was rushed to the hospital, I think three weeks, three weeks ago. It was like July 25th. I think it was when I it was like literally I was flying back to LA. I mean, flying back to Atlanta. Like I was on the plane about to take off and I just happened to go on Twitter and I saw it on Twitter and I was freaking out. Like literally I went to cry. Like I was so sad. And also because I was being super dramatic because I was about to get on like a four hour plane and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like what if something happens to her? Like I won't know. And like, it's going to be so sad. And like, I'm, I'm really good. Like I turn off my phone when I, I'm on the airplane so I'm like if something happens to her like I won't know and like oh my gosh so luckily she's fine so there are some reports that she overdosed on a specific drug but I'm not going to name the drug because her team came out and said that that was false so they don't know what she overdosed on or what she overdosed with but she overdosed and she was in the hospital for kind of a really long time um but as of last week, she was in rehab, and then I know she flew from the rehab place that she was in to Chicago to meet with some specialist, and then they said she's going to go back to the rehab place after she meets with the specialist and after she, like, spends some time with them. So 
it was like really it was really shocking and sad for me just because like it's just so sad because number one she just celebrated her six years of sobriety in I think April when she was on tour like at the end of tour um at the end of her U.S. tour she like they sang happy birthday for her on stage and like had a cake and everything um because she was celebrating six years sober um, and it's really sad, but she came out out with a song, like, in June called Sober, which basically talks about how she wasn't sober anymore and how she was sorry and how she would get help. And she apologized to her fans because, like, we've been through this, like, a few times. And it was just really sad. So, like, if y'all listen, I suggest you listen to the song just because, like, it's a good song, but it's definitely, like very like it's a very emotional song like when I hear it it just makes me want to cry but like her vocals are really great in the song and it just like she's very transparent and it definitely I don't want to say it's a cry for help but it's like when they had reports that she um overdosed like it wasn't that I was like not surprised but like I was definitely like I was super shocked, but it's like okay, like this makes sense. Like she just came out with a song "Sober," talking about how she wasn't sober anymore, and now this happened. So, yeah, I just hope she gets back on the right track. And I know Wilmer um, has been with her. Well, I can't pronounce his last name, but Wilmer, he's an actor. He was on that '70s show. They dated for six years, um, and he's been through her, has been with her as she's tried to get sober before and since she's been sober. Um, but in her documentary, which I suggest, like, everyone should watch, um, it's really great. Talks a lot about mental health and the importance of, like, getting help, but then also, like, the importance of accountability. And just because, like, you're sober doesn't mean that, like, all of your other challenges, like, don't go away. Um, in her documentary, she talks about how she decided to break up with him because she had always had... A relationship or a boyfriend in her life and she felt like she didn't really know how to be like happy alone or happy by herself but I think it's really great that um she is um still with Wilmer or Wilmer is supporting her I don't know if they're together but yeah so like prayers for her she needs it um I know she released a statement um like, sometime last week, talking about she's, like, super supportive of her friends, or super, not super supportive, super thankful of her friends, family, and fans um, that reached out to her, and, like, a lot, a lot, a lot of celebrities. Like, I was reading an article where it talked about this was, like, a t- like, as far as, like, celebrities go, this was, like, one of the times when, like, the most celebrities have kind of, like, collectively, like, reached out and like had nothing but like positive thoughts and like positive things to say about her just because like she's been so transparent um about her journey with sobriety like I know like actually I actually the first person I saw per the first post I saw was actually from like one of the Wayans brothers like he posted something of like just a picture of Demi and so that's what triggered me and I was like, okay, like this is weird. Like why is he posting her? And so that's when I knew, okay, hmm, something must be wrong. So I know Kelly Rowland posted something. I know the Jonas Brothers posted something. I know Ariana Grande posted something. Like so, so, so many um, celebrities are reaching out to her. So it was just like great to see like all that love and like that support like going towards Demi. 
Um, I guess on a lighter note, there's been like a lot of celebrity um, engagement. So Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin, they are engaged. Um, they were like off and on again. So that's not, it was like a little weird that he's like engaged just because he's had like a lot of off again, on again relationships with her and Selena Gomez, primarily Selena Gomez. Um, and then also Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson are dating. That was weird because she had only been dating him for like a month or two. And like her and Mac Miller like just broke up like before they started dating. So that's a little weird. And lastly, I hope it's not true, but I saw something yesterday that said that Nick thanks fans for congratulating him on his engagement. But sadly, my husband, my crush since like middle school, apparently he's engaged to Priyanka Chopra. And I haven't heard that they've confirmed it, but like he said, like he was thankful that his fans are like congratulating him. So, you know what? I don't know. That could go either way. But yeah. So my husband is off the market, I guess. Officially, unofficially, I don't know. So yeah. So thanks for being with me, guys, and my time off. I promise I won't um, let this much time pass until I come up with the next episode. And thanks. So you have now just listened to Shy Girl Sentiments, episode eight, Is Squad Goals a Real Thing? Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Bye.